Calling all ninjas. Calling all ninjas. It's time for Lime Ninja Radio. Today on Lime Ninja Radio. The only, the only reason why it's 98%, I had this patient, I had this patient stop after four months because someone told her not to do it anymore because it's going to mess her up long term. So she's, she's devastatingly sick now, three or four years later. This podcast is sponsored by the Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker. I'm so excited to tell you about our new Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker. One of the things I hear over and over again, whether it's talking to a patient in my office or consulting over the phone with a client, is just how difficult it is to keep track of progress on their Lyme journey. Recording symptoms daily or even weekly gives them too many data points. There are so many ups and downs, twists and turns that at some point they get lost and confused. The Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker takes all the guesswork out of tracking symptoms with a simple monthly questionnaire. Once a month is the perfect interval to see if that new supplement or protocol is working. Right now, when you take the Symptom Tracker questionnaire, we give you a simple composite score for the month. But we have big plans and the data you enter will not be lost as we roll out new features. Best of all, it's free. Just head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker and sign up. That's LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker. You'll be glad you did. Join us every Thursday on iTunes for the latest episode of Lime Ninja Radio. Hello, I'm your Lime Guide, McKay Rippey, and this is episode number 240 with chiropractor Joe Murphy. And welcome our show producer and the brains behind Lime Ninja Radio, Aurora. Hello, hello, hello. And then in this episode, you will learn three main things. Number one, the science behind Rife technology, what Rife machine Dr. Murphy uses for his Lyme patients, and how many treatments you need for maximum effect. Thanks, Aurora. And a big old shout out to all you longtime Lyme ninjas. You're the reason we have more than half a million downloads. It's approaching 600,000. Point six million, <laughs> six hundred thousand. Which number sounds bigger? Uh, I know. What, what's six hundred thousand is way bigger than point six, right? <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, like in baseball stats, you do the point zero zero whatever, right? Yeah, you're batting two fifty. Yeah, which means you're hitting one out of four. <laughs> it's not so good. No. Anyway, we'd like to also welcome all you new listeners out there. Welcome to Lime Ninja Radio. We are certainly glad you tuned in. And as you know, Lyme disease is an international problem. Each week we have listeners join you from all over the world. And this past week we've had listeners tune in from Washington, D.C. to Montreal and from Adelaide to Zurich. Adelaide, Australia, right? Yeah. Cool. Okay, Aurora, tell us a little bit more about this week's guest, Dr. Joe Murphy. Dr. Joseph A. Murphy is the clinic director of Newport Mesa Wellness in Newport Beach, California. After decades of dredging clams off the coast of Long Island, New York, Dr. Murphy moved to California to study chiropractic at Los Angeles College of Chiropractic, where he received his doctorate of chiropractic in 1997. Today, Dr. Murphy treats Lyme with Rife Technology and other alternative modalities. Now, why did you want to talk to Dr. Joe? I've wanted to talk to somebody who uses Rife regularly 
for a very long time. And finally, <laughs> like 240 yes, episodes. <laughs> we had we had a listener write in and said, "I think you should talk to Dr. Joe." And I was like, "Yes, we want to talk to Dr. Joe." So, thank you. We really do take your request seriously. And this is awesome. I know a lot of people talk about Ripe. Some of you use it. He brings up some incredibly good points. And What's interesting is Rife is kind of a gentle, let's call it antibiotic, gentle treatment to kill the bugs. And for a bug that's kind of slow moving and likes to hang out on your porch and drink beer, you know, if you're too aggressive, it just scurries off to the corners and hides. So I think it's a good match. And he talks about that it takes a while, and we'll get into exactly in the interview how long, but it takes a while for this to work. This is not a 30-day antibiotic treatment. At all. So I think you're really going to love this interview. Be sure to listen to the whole thing so you get all the golden nuggets that are peppered throughout it. And as you heard from the intro, Dr. Joe's an interesting man. He's lived quite a bit of life and had a beginning life as a waterman. <laughs> I mean, it's just awesome. I have so much respect for that. All right. And here's our interview with Dr. Joseph Murphy. Dr. Joe, this is McKay Rippey from Lime Ninja Radio. Good morning, sir. I'm excited to speak to you because we're going to talk about some stuff outside of the box that we normally don't get to, but everybody knows about, and that's the Rife machine and some of the other things you do, the PEMF, and I'd like to talk a little bit about the genomics, too. I'd like to know what your approach to that is and and uh, what tests you're using. But before we do that, you have an interesting transition from your first career to healthcare, to chiropractic school. What inspired you to get into healthcare? Because you were pulling oysters out of the bottom of the bay. Clams. Clams, sorry, clams. Pulling clams out of the of the Great South Bay. So, okay, so it, it all started... It all started, the real, it started when I was 18, I hurt my back, right? And I went to these, went to a chiropractor, and he, he was a pretty cool guy, I knew him, he occasionally worked on the water, um, you know, so he was like, hey, if you're ever, like, really interested, you know, I can help you go to school, right? And I was like, school? Like, I just got out of school, you know, like, uh, and I was going to, I was going to community college at the time, and, you know, doing you know, just like general studies and, you know, um, I was sort of like, like, I didn't want to commit to anything yet. And that was a big thing for me was, was commitment. I had definitely had commitment issues and, um, and I started meeting other chiropractors that like they surfed, they had like good looking girls, they drove nice cars, they were successful, they partied hard, they had all these things going on that a young man's like looking at them with these big eyes going like, wow, that's really cool. But then I got into like, you know, like just, um, I, I have a, I have a really, I have a really bizarre story. Not, not bizarre, but you know, I got into uh, a lot of drugs and alcohol. Uh, and I, I, my, my whole family has this history of alcoholism that goes generations and generations. So I'm no different, you know, I'm this garden variety. Yeah. That's no variety joke. It's no joke. That, you know, couldn't get anything done. You know, uh, as my life moved on, I came out to California and in 85, I was married and I was married only 11 months and all this stuff was happening. And, 
um, I kept sinking lower and lower. And, you know, this whole thing in the back of my mind was like, you know, you could have been a chiropractor. You could have been a doctor. You could have been these things. And I just kept, you know, they, they kept getting further and further away. And um, in, in 1988, I, I sort of hit a bottom and I got sober. I, I got sober through Alcoholics Anonymous. And I got, I've been sober since my first meeting. I'm, um, I'm the upcoming my AA birthdays on July 17th. Um, for 31 years, you know, so I'm stuck. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, I help a lot of people in the AA community. Um, you know, I've, uh, I have a lot of people, limeys too, in, in the AA community that, you know, I've helped out. And um, But, you know, I I realized that there was a there was a calling for me that I had to go back to school. And I went back to school at 31 years old, all right? I, I worked a couple of jobs and, um, I was working in the produce business for a friend of mine and just that didn't work out. I go, you know, I'm done. I'm going back to school. I'm never going to work for anybody anymore. And I, I had a, I had some training in massage therapy and stuff. And I, uh, I did it back in New York. I did just this little stint of training back in one of the schools on Long Island and, and finished up out here. And, and I started doing massage to supplement. I, I started going back to school and, um, uh, doing all the prerequisites for chiropractic college. And that took a, that took a couple of years, I had a couple of years of school back in New York that I, I had done at Suffolk. And I, um, I basically, basically got into chiropractic college. You know, it was hard. You know, I, I had to do a lot of hard work. You know, the sciences were brutal on me and stuff. And, um, but I did it. I, I got in, I ended up graduating in 97 and, um, I was 10 years older than most of the guys in the school. And um, it was it was pretty interesting. And I became a chiropractor. And I've been in practice um, since 97 here in Newport Beach, uh, Costa Mesa, Newport Beach. And um, it was a big transition for me. I mean, when I look at all the things that I did as a commercial fisherman, I thought I was going to be a commercial fisherman for the rest of my life. I thought that was that was the job. You made great money. You, did, you had this great lifestyle. I could surf all the time. I had nobody telling me what to do, all this stuff. The only, but the only person that controlled me was the weather, you know, and, and the market. And that, that was it. So fast forward, you know, um, I started getting, uh, do you want to hear about how I got into line? Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So you're a chiropractor, you're out in California, you know, theoretically, and we all know this is different, but there's not a lot of Lyme awareness out there, especially at the time that you're getting started. And then you transition into Lyme disease. So what, how did that happen? Okay, so um, in 2008, I'm just like, in 2008, the whole medical, you know, thing with the Obamacare started and, you know, you're not getting paid. You know, I went from industrial medicine and being a QME and an IME, which is qualified medical evaluator, industrial medical examiner, to, um, you know, I stopped doing that because Arnold Schwarzenegger came in and changed all the work comp laws, and I couldn't make a living doing that. Um, and um, all of a sudden, all the instructions, so there was something I had to start doing. So I got involved with this uh, uh, functional medicine group of doctors. And they offered training, um, and they offered it was a, the, 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 this big group out of um, out of Wisconsin that was based. And um, I I started getting training. Um, I started getting training in um, uh, functional medicine, and I started taking all the courses. 
but there wasn't a lot of courses out there. So I had a, you know, it sort of was a slow transition. Um, the, the, the first few years, it was like, there wasn't much for me to go on. So by the time 2000, that was 2008, 2009, by the time 2011, 2012, I'm sort of picking up speed with all my training. And um, uh, a lot of it was in-house where we did our own training with, with this group. Um, and the functional medicine side didn't really touch Lyme. I mean, it's this like, you know, they're like, you know, Lyme disease. Yeah. Um, you know, no one's touching it. There was, there was one, there was only one doc that I knew that was, that was doing that. And um, so I had a couple Lyme patients and this is a real funny story. I had a couple Lyme patients. They were husband and wife. They had met, they both got infected. They got infected in Boston of, of all places. And, you know, um, and they were, um, they were hiking up in the, um, they were hiking up in the mountains, spent the summer up there and they both got, they both got bit and they both got sick and there was nothing I could really do for them. And I'm, 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 I'm trying to figure this out. Um, so I'm in one of the conferences and I go and I, I meet this one guy, I'm not going to mention his name or anything, but I meet this doctor and we're talking about Lyme disease. He goes, look, dude, you can't be doing Lyme. You don't know anything about Lyme. Send them to me. I'm the Lyme guy, right? Well, I'm like, oh, cool, man. This is great. You're, you're a Lyme expert, right? Didn't really understand that this guy knew absolutely nothing about Lyme disease and all he was doing was selling supplements. So I send them to Denver, right? And they come back with about $4,000 worth of supplements each and they still were sick. So fast forward a couple of years, um, I get, I start getting my training in line um, and um, I start learning about the right machines and um, I start learning with, the, with this one doc who's teaching me and stuff and he's no longer doing Lyme. Uh, he only does cancer with this. And um, I, they were like my first patients with the right machine and they shared a right machine. They, they slept with it. We, it was, we, we built proprietary um, programming for them and they got better. They, they got better. They just, um, in, in about 14 months, they were like new people. Right. And it was like, I was just blown away. I'm total success. Right. And I didn't have any PEMF, no hyperbarics, um, nothing. I was just, um, you know, they had a lot of back pain, stuff like that. I was doing ESTEM and like some massage and stuff, some real basic stuff. And they got better. I mean, basic supplementation. Um, and they, they were completely better. They actually moved to South Africa a few years ago. So I have no way to get in touch with them. They changed their emails. They sort of went off the grid. They were sort of like really funky, hip, rich, hippie, hippie family. And, um, sort of went off the grid, uh, didn't like the EMF stuff like that. Um, but that was my, ba that was the beginning. That was the transition was, was having these people ripped off by another doctor that was saying that he was the Lyme expert and we really, it just pissed me off. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to learn how to help people with Lyme and learn how to do it right. And really without messing them up. And so why the Rife machine? I mean, there's lots of different interventions out there. Why start with that? Because it works. But how did you know that? You're just a chiropractor out there, and who told you it worked? Well, okay, so um, I was I was with um, this Dr. Kevin Connors, and um, Kevin Connors out of there, he, he, he ran the Rife. He's basically the guy that trained me. Um, 
and um, he's actually um, he he doesn't do Lyme anymore, so he only he only does cancer. But he was he was the one getting the results. We we knew about rice. In our group, we knew about rice. Rice been around for a long time. In our group, we knew about rice. There was, there was other doctors that used rice, but they didn't use it the way we used it for the way we use it for Lyme. So it wasn't just uh, Dr. Connors. There was other doctors throughout the United States. Not a lot of them that that were using this and getting results. Cool. So how does what's the basics of rife technology? What is it doing? Why is it different than than the other things out there? Okay, so Rife is Rife's technology is from the 1920s. The man's name was Royal Rife, and he was a pathologist in San Diego. And he was um, he was funded. Um, he was actually he had funding from a couple of different people, but he actually had um, he built these microscopes, these incredible microscopes, and he could see live viruses and bacteria where nobody else they were like up to 50,000 times they, they could see and he would um he would see these these bacteria and viruses and he figured out that if he could make a non-harmonic electromagnetic frequency um and find its pitch sort of like how a glass you know like the Ella Fitzgerald singing and she breaks the crystal glass well, it's the same thing, how you could break the pathogens out of shell, okay? The, the, the mycoplasm, all right? And it shakes it until it breaks it. And that's basically how the rice works. Now, he, he fine-tuned it and made it a lot and, and made, all these, uh, made all these frequencies. And then he basically got shut down by the AMA. Um, him, all the people, he had, um, he had like, I think, 14, um, USC sent him 14 terminal cancer cases for him to try stuff with, and um, he had complete success with that. He cured these 14 people of cancer, um, and he, um, he, basically, he basically had some real nasty people come after him and ruin his life and, and shut him down and burn everything around him and physically burn things down. So it's a real it's a real dark chapter in uh, healthcare. No one's no one. Uh, there's a whole generation of doctors that never knew about it. Um, it's it's just well, it, you can go online and, and Google uh, the Royal Rife story, and you're gonna cry. You just it's just gonna blow your mind. But it ended up his research was saved. Um, uh, the technology came back, and it's better than ever. Um, and what we do is that we we basically have tweaked it and made it stronger. And what we do is we make overnight sets and sweeps, um, eight to nine hours, um, where it covers um, it, it covers all the different things that, that we'll talk about in, in the next few minutes. So you send people home with a machine? You, they buy their own? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the people coming to my office, I'll design the program for them. Um, I'll build the program for them, and um, it'll be basically, um, you know, for this for this size, this shape, their um, what they can tolerate. Um, sometimes we we make a couple different programs for them. One's like an easier, softer one, and then there's a more advanced one for them as they get used to it. Um, it it's everybody's different. I, I actually I'll build programs for people I've never met from from distance. 
and um, you know get all their paperwork, all their blood work, everything, and and build a, build a program, um, and, and do it that way. So is Rife just used for resolving the pathogens? And you mentioned mycoplasma. So you know all the different things that a Lyme person gets infected with, right? You know, Lyme comes along, and then there's the co-infections, and then there's the viruses that just happen to come along because the immune system's weak, and then you get parasites, and, you know, you're just crawling with bugs inside and out, right? And does the right machine just kill those off, or does it then help to heal tissue after that damage has been done? Right. That, that's a great, uh, McKay, that's a great question. Um, so with, with basically with the, the Borrelia, the Borrelia will shut down the immune system. And basically, it's like someone stealing, this madman stealing your car, and he's running around picking up all these hitchhikers that you don't want in your car, right? And you have all these other crazy people in your car, and it could be Epstein-Barr, it could be uh, Candida, it could be uh, cytomegalovirus. There's a lot of different things that go along with this. Most of the time, what we see are the co-infections, the Babesia, the Bartonella, the Ehrlichiosis, um, those are the three. Also, the European, um, the European Borrelias, the Azalea, the, the Goenai, um, you know, the Borrelia Goenai. There's all different ones. And so what we do is we build our program to go after, or I build it to go after everything, okay? I just, and, and the Candida. Um, so... Is like we sort of leave, um, you know, no no stone unturned. All right, we we go after everything. Just makes it easier, all right? Even if they don't have it or it didn't show on the blood, we're still going to go after it. All right, so that basically clears the slate for me. Excuse me for for the patients to um, start getting better. And what happens is, as we, it's basically Borrelia has the foot on these people's throat. All right, and we start getting the foot off the throat, and they can start breathing again. The immune system starts cranking up. The parasitic infections start to disappear. They, the body starts fighting them. All right, um, you know, and we can the the patient starts feeling better, and they start getting more activity. They start exercising more. They start eating better. Um, it, it's it's the whole program that we do for them. Um, so everything. But you, this won't get better unless you kill the Lyme first, all right, and the co-infections. You have to get that. Nothing else will work. The gut won't heal. None of these things will happen while you still have active Borrelia in the body or co-infections. Yeah. Yep. I, I hear you on that. Now, you mentioned you put in frequencies for everything, for every possible infection that you can think of. Is there, you know, so if you no, think no, no, that just, with antivirals and, and, and No, no. Uh, but, McKay, I think you misunderstood yep. me, and l let me clarify. We we put it in for all the Lyme and Lyme co-infections and Candida. Okay. All right? That, that's, that, that's the program. Uh, we, we don't put it in for everyone. Like, I have to build a separate, if they have Epstein-Barr, I have to build a separate program for Epstein-Barr for them. Okay. Because, okay. because it's just too much. Yep, I hear you. So, but, but, but my question remains the same here. Let's say, you know, you're putting in uh, these frequencies for the different co-infections that, that could be there. Now, if you did that with antibiotics, you would just clobber them with too much antibiotics. Is, is there a downside to having a frequency in there that somebody doesn't have, like, 
Do you understand what no, I'm saying? No. That's like are there side effects from from rife. Like if you miss, like if you have a frequency that misses, are you gonna, you know, is it like missing with radiation? Are you no, gonna no, have no. damage, no. or does it just kind of like go through and nothing happens? Yeah, no, no nothing happens. It's it, it all it is is electromagnetic frequency. That's a non harmful, basically EMF field. So it doesn't it does it doesn't hurt the body. Yeah, some people are worried about EMFs. Yeah. So this isn't as strong. Oh no, no, this, this doesn't have any negative. Just... There's no. I have super sensitive EMF people. It doesn't cause a problem. To... Okay, awesome. Now the the other the other question is this is let let's just get like nuts and bolts. Is how many hours a day do you need to do this? How many days a week do you need to do this? Like if you know if somebody hears about Rife and somebody says, yeah, come in once a month, you know, you'll be fine. What what are the you know, what should they be looking for and listening for in terms of, okay, this program makes sense? Okay. There's no messing around. You got to jump into the deep end of the pool with this. Okay. You basically have to commit to doing this. Basically, whatever I tell you, you're going to do, you get, you have to do. And basically it's all the same. We make people do it every single night. And we have, we have seven different programs. They run a Sunday through Monday program. Okay, so each night they, they it's a different program. Okay, so it's constantly changing. It's constantly the body can't the the Borrelia cannot and co-infections cannot adapt. But we run it eight to nine hours a night, and it's every night you do it every night, and you do it every night minimum for a year. Wow, yeah. that's intense. And, but it works. I I have a ninety eight percent success rate. There's no, there's no doctor, there's no doctor around that can say that. All right, there's no. I, I, I know. And, and I with, with anything, then immediately goes. Hmm. No, I'm. I'm seriously. So, you know, you don't. You don't get nineties per ninety eight percent cure rates with hangnails. McKay, the only the only reason why it's ninety eight percent. I had this patient. The I had this patient stop after four months because someone told her not to do it anymore because it's going to mess her up long term. So she's she's devastatingly sick now. Three or four years later, you know, like just there's nothing left of her, and um, it's really sad. And you know, what do you do? You can't you you, you can't force people. I mean, I've had uh, you know, it's I've had people say, well, there's nothing on the internet about you know doing this for cancer and stuff, and you know, like, well, sorry. I mean, it's just uh, people. You know, I have people I call up, you know, demanding to talk to my patients. I want proof. You know, I'm like, yeah. I, for now, I don't even well, do it anymore. I, I, used to let, I used to give out numbers of patients like that allowed me to do that. They, they'd want to help people. I don't even, we don't even do it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's all successfully well, too good. It's like, you know, hey, you know, you don't want to believe me. That's fine. On on the on the other on the other, I'm going to take up their point of view for a second here. I'm not going to argue with your success rate, but we and we talked a little bit about this before we started recording. They're scam artists out there. Oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah. taking lots of money from people and selling hope. You know, they're and the same thing happens in the cancer world, and I'm sure that was happening in the HIV world too. Uh, back before they really had any handle of what's going on. So you can understand people's skepticism. Um, on the other hand, you know, at some point you have to take a leap of faith. You know, you have to do your research, your due diligence and say, okay, I'm in. And, uh, 
you know, if somebody's skeptical 100%, you're never going to convince them. And if somebody wants to be convinced, you can tell them any story you want and they'll buy it. Well, you know, we have a lot of people that my average patient that comes in my office has spent eighty to $100,000 on antibiotic treatments. That's just insane. Yeah. And, and at the results, what, you know, one of the things I've been asking people about Dr. Joe, uh, practitioners like you is at what point do you pull the plug on a treatment? Now I, with, with the rife, it's a little bit different. You obviously have a clear idea of what's going on there. You know, you've got that year, 18 month, uh, kind of window, but people will, you know, people will try a supplement, you know, whether trying to heal from something or recover from Lyme, or they'll try antibiotics. And the answer is, if it's not working, it's like, well, let's double down, right? And at, at what point, you know, do you stop taking, you know, how much, let's do it in a dollar figure. How, it's $10,000 worth of antibiotics enough? Is 20000 Is fifty? At what point do you say, you know what? I'm beating my head on a brick wall here. It's time to change. And I think, I think that's one of the questions that a patient with Lyme disease needs to ask going in is like, when am I going to start to see a result? Now, we're practitioners. We all know that you can't give a hundred, like on day 27, you're going to feel your left toe get better. We can't be that specific, but we can give a range. It's like, you know, 90% of people, most people feel better within three months, within six months with this. And I think that's so important because you need that plan B. You can't put all your hopes in, in one basket, you know, and I'm going to, you know, give you some wiggle room here because most treatments that people have tried, it's not 100%. You know, it's not a 100% success rate. Uh, so this, you know, what you're saying here about Rife is very interesting. I've wanted to talk to people who've had experience with Rife before. And I have, we have in my little Lyme group here, uh, they had a Rife machine for a while, but I, it sounds like from what you're saying, they didn't stick with it long enough. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's frequency and duration. The, the real key to this is, it's, it's, it's like my alcoholic motto, right? It's too much is just right. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's, okay, so my average patient, this is why I tell them it's going to happen over the course of a year because all my people sign up to be with me for a year. Okay. I want that year commitment mm -hmm. so I can, I can manage them, help them. And basically a lot of times it goes to 12 to 18 months, whatever, but you know, it's, it's you know, right, but after, after a year, right. After a year, they're feeling good. They say, you know what, I, this is worth another six months. Right. Right. And it's, right? Yeah, and as, as opposed right. Right. So yeah. basically, this is what happens. The first three to four months, it's all die off. It's they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of crappy symptoms. They're gonna feel they're they're gonna feel bad. Um, you know, some people that extends out to six months, but after that, they start getting better. And usually between six and nine months, there's a big there's a big turnaround. There's like they're like, oh my god, like you know, this is how I'm supposed to feel. From nine to twelve months, you know, it's it's like they're starting to real. They're doing stuff again. It's like um, it's like the guy Kyle that called you, um, my, my patient that got in touch with you. He's like the kid's on the cover of Men's Fitness, and he's all over Instagram. He's ripped and shredded. I mean, you know, he was sick as a dog when they did that deal, and he had lost all this weight. He was so sick, and now after fifteen, sixteen months with me, he's like 
he, he looks like, you know, a God, you know, he's just like incredible shape. Um, it's, it's really nice, but I've watched him suffer with, with terrible, you know, um, you know, a tachycardia, you know, with the, with, with the skips and the beats and all the crazy heart, you know, Lyme carditis, um, you know, and he, he hasn't had a bad symptom in months, months and months and months. And, you know, um, that's, a, that's, a, that's nice. And also, also, I feel that where you get bit is where, what part of the country you get bit has a big difference in how you're going to respond to treatment. The Northeast is... And is that... Excuse me? Because of co-infections or the type of Babesia that's in I think the, it's the type the, of Babesia that's in there. Um, I think the Northeast has really aggressive Lyme compared to what's out here in you know, California now with people getting, you know, but the Western United States has its own nasties too. And the, and the central United States has its, has its stuff, but it, we, we, we try to figure out, you know, where, where the bite happened. It sort of makes it a little bit easier for programming um, and, and how we're going to run our program. But, you know, getting back to timeline at 12 months, people are, I've only had a few people that didn't feel good at 12 months. And by 18 months, they're like totally better. I just had this gal. Um, Oh God, I love her. She's, um, she came into my office for two years, um, bugging me, bugging me, bugging me. And she was like, you know, I don't have Lyme. I don't have Lyme. It's this and that. The other guy, I don't, I didn't test the Lyme. I go, look, let's run your blood. Okay. We finally run her blood and she's full blown. She's okay. She's like off the charts. Right. So I did a distance program with her because she moved to North Carolina, uh, Georgia, Georgia, I think Georgia, she moved to Georgia and she just did a video for me in my office. She's 90% better. She was sick for 35 years. She's, she says she's 90% better. That that's insane. I mean, she's just, you know, and she's been sick for so long. She had so many different things going on. And her life is totally good now. You know, it's just, it's an incredible story. It, it really is. It, it's the stuff that I love. And, and we have dozens yeah, and dozens of these stories. Yeah. You know, you, I've been doing a deep dive into the immune system. And as long as the infection persists, it's going to, it's, it's going to mess with us. It's going to affect our immune system in some way, shape, or form. And then we're just, you know, vulnerable to how weak we are at the time. But if, if you get sick, so the question I'm getting around to is basically with the type of treatment you're doing, you're kind of sideways saying that the infection's still present. So this whole idea that, oh, you know, the infection clears with somebody who's still sick and they have something else, some post-Lyme syndrome, this nonsense, they've still got the bug or bugs somewhere in them. Okay, so like with, with, with post-treatment Lyme, Lyme disease syndrome, right? That's the new, that's the new acronym? Yeah, whatever they're calling okay. it. Okay, right? so um, what ha basically when someone's coming to me and they've done years of antibiotics, right? All they've done is piss off piss off the Borrelia and the co-infections because they didn't kill it, all right? They might have temporarily, you know, put it into remission, you know, where it just drives it deeper into the cells, but you, you didn't get rid of it. You're still sick or, you know, you have six months feeling good, 
and then you go off of that. It's like the people that are doing ozone therapy and they're not doing anything else to kill it, they're going to feel really good. And as soon as they stop the ozone therapy, in three or four months, they're sick. You know? So um, I had a girl from, um, I had a girl that was out here and, and they're from back east, the parents. And the parents were like, we're not going to send our daughter to a chiropractor. You know? And I'm like, well, prepare to get really sick. And I knew her personally, and she's super sick. She had to, she had to move back east, and she's you know she's super sick again. And you know all that stuff she did was just palliative. Yeah, it made her feel better at the time, but you basically the immune system you got to clear this out of the system. The right machine clears enough out of this to for the immune system to start working again. Okay, and as the immune system starts working again, it can start on its own clearing it out too. But it has to it has right. to get up there. I think most of the people the most of the people that get Lyme and get all these infections, because a lot of times you get bit and your your body will defend against it and you won't have a problem. And you know, there's trust me, there's a lot of people that get bit. And I got bit a lot as a kid, uh on Lo- in Long Island and you know, I never got any Lyme. But that's a that's a whole other story. I think that the immune system has to be it has to be given a chance. And when you barrage the body with antibiotics after antibiotics after antibiotics, and you know, um, and then expect then expect you know a basic supplement to come in there and work, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's just there's there's so much damage being done to your gut there. Yeah, and and the gut so has to heal. The, the, the people, yeah. the people are so sick from the antibiotics. It destroys the immune system. It destroys the gut flora. The antibiotic residue ends up in places like your bone marrow. I mean, it's all over the place. And you know, we have you know going into neuro Lyme. I mean, you know, when your gut barrier becomes so bad, you know, the large proteins that normally won't pass through your bloodstream and saying the gut barrier are now going into your bloodstream and crossing over to your blood brain barrier that has no defense against. And that's where a lot of this neural line comes from. Right. Or, you know, the same thing goes in, it gets picked up by the dendritic cells, it gets presented and now all of a sudden you have antigens against who knows what against peanut butter or oh, yeah. butter yeah. so, or, so not, not or, or self tissue so now in addition to Lyme you've also got an autoimmune right. disease on top oh, of absolutely. it like, gee whiz. That, oh yeah and that's, that's right? real common Lyme will drive every type of autoimmunity there is I've had people come in with seronegative rheumatoid arthritis which means they have no blood marker for an RH factor with total joint with joint destruction the joints are starting to get destroyed yeah. and um, and I've had full remission with that, and w- what we do is we use a class four laser on the joints to activate to activate the joints again, and um, get all the ATP firing, and get the inflammation down, and and put them on the PEMF, and all these different things that we do, and we save the joints. And um, I've had one patient; <clears throat> her only symptom of her Lyme disease was a glioblastoma, which is a very very aggressive and, brain tumor. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> And um, and she's doing okay, but I mean, it's like you know, those are tough cases. I mean, those are those are really really tough cases, and we've had really good success. 
a long time ago, one of my mentors said, you know, the, the, the immune system, basically there, there's a, there's some, ah, oh, how did I want to say? There's a quad, a way to understand the immune system and the response is a quadrant. So you can have a very aggressive pathogen and, uh, either a very aggressive immune response or a weak immune response, or you can have a weak pathogen and again, an aggressive immune response or a weak immune response. And Lyme really, even though it can be terrible over time, it's, it's a weak infection. You get a little bit of a flu and then kind of things calm down for a little bit. And so it makes sense to me that kind of as the Lyme gets control of your immune system and starts down regulating things and make it weak, that you come at it with something like rife you know, so I'm going to say a, a treatment over a year or 18 months is a, is a gentle treatment. I know people have herxes and, you know, it's powerful and stuff like that, but it's not like going in there with IV antibiotics and trying to drop the big hammer. On. No. It's like, let's, you know, let's get it. And we, we know when we do something aggressive like that, eight, according to, uh, Eva Shopee, eight percent of the Lyme goes into a cyst form and nothing can kill that stuff. Right. And maybe the rife can break up that a little bit, but. That'd be an interesting experiment to see. But then, so you have to go through the cycle where it comes out, it comes out of hiding again. And so if you just keep pounding antibiotic month after month after month, you know, eventually you come to a stalemate. And like you said, you have all this damage being done. But, but then what do you do? You know, you stop the treatment. Like you said, six months later, you're back, you know, feeling like crap again. And, and getting back to your original thing, like when there's enough, enough, these doctors have no morals. These Lyme literate doctors, man, I've been out, I've been, you know, I'm a big guy. I don't wear a jacket and tie out to all these conventions and stuff. I just go, you know, wearing, you know, just California cool, right? And, you know, <laughs> there's a couple guys like, hey, didn't you rip off my patient for like a couple of my patients, for like two or $300,000? And they're like just squirming. Like I have them like sweating, like, Hey, you want to go out in the parking lot and talk about it? You know, <laughs> I'm just like, I, I get so pissed because these guys have no, they're just look, spend another $20,000 on IVs for the next six months, you know, and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just unbelievable amount of um, just, just ripping people off. They know it doesn't work. They don't care. Um, there's no regulation behind it. I mean, they just do what they want to do. And it's, it doesn't even matter about regulations. Just it's, it's the old thing, you know, um, you know, I grew up with that whole generation of where Marcus Welby comes in with his white coat. He pushes you, puts his hand on your shoulder and you're cured of cancer. You know, it's, you know, these, these people think the doctor actually cares for them, you know, all he's worried about is making a house payment or a couple of house payments. It sort of stinks. It does indeed. Dr. Joe, you've been very generous with your time. I really appreciate your knowledge and we'll have to have you back to talk about some other stuff that you're doing. I had a great conversation with you. I love that you're from Long Island. Uh, but before we go, uh, I want to make sure that you let people know how to get hold of you and then any last word you might have. Well, Rife is a technology, True Rife. I use True Rife machines. Um, I use the F122. Um, it's brand new. We use uh, the hammer bulb, the hammer plasma bulb. You sleep with it. It's gentle. 
It won't hurt you. It won't hurt any of your family members. It won't hurt any of your pets. Real quick, I had um, one of my patients, his name's Adam. Um, he had his um, Labrador retriever with a tumor on his lip, an inoperable tumor. And the dog slept on his bed every night. And after 90 days, the tumor fell off. The dog was getting the treatment for the same treatment as he was. And the tumor died. And the doctor didn't, the vet didn't know what, to, what, what happened. So there's a lot of other things that this takes care of. Uh, Rife, Rife works on a lot of different things. Um, and it works very well. Um, the problem was that, you know, the AMA squashed it back then. So um, this is a totally different therapy. It works. And it works for everybody. There's no, nobody, you know, nobody's different. It works, you know. It goes after this pathogen, and it will kill it, and it will kill it dead. Um, you can get in touch with me. Um, I'll, I'll give people my cell phone. They can call me at any time. It's 949-292-2775. Um, if I don't pick up, just leave a message. I'll get back to you. Um, I don't mind talking to people. It's you know, it's I'm always there. My website is um, NewportMesaWellness.com. That's uh, N-E-W-P-O-R-T-M-E-S-A-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. I, I really enjoy I really enjoy being on your show. Anything. Uh, I know a couple of other people have been on your show, a couple of other doctors, and um, they have been very, very happy to do and, and to um, help with Lyme. It's huge. There's a lot of people out there that have great other... Um, uh, therapies and uh, what I consider, um, you know, uh, that will run side by side with what we do. Um, I think it's uh, an incredible show that you have. This was a super interesting episode. It's so cool to hear about a Rife machine uh, from somebody who uses it on a daily basis, you know. And it seems like it's almost like it, like a like a massage, almost, and that it like what it like it. What do you mean by that? It, it just seems like the way he explained it. It seems like it manipulates a body, like physically, like on an intercellular level, almost. It just kind of gets up there and jumbles things up. So. Uh, like the Lyme bacteria can move well, maybe into the massage, like massaging individual cells. Yeah, but exactly. The, the idea is that you vibrate, right? So yeah. you get the right frequencies and you vibrate the the shell of the Lyme disease and it breaks up. And then your immune system, the macrophages can come in there and gobble it up and destroy it. Neutrophils too, probably. And some other get killer cells, natural killer can... cells. They go after there and they kill it. Right? Yeah. So it's quite the massage. Yes. An <laughs> intracellular massage. Have you had the killer massage before <laughs> there? Or? I've had a few that left bruises before. <laughs> and it was a killer massage. Anyway, we digress. So again, this interview is all about killing the bugs, which is phase two of our Lyme journey, our Lyme roadmap. Really, the first phase is preparation, rebooting, getting your mind straight, getting your pocketbook straight, your budget straight, getting your diagnosis straight, right? Then you prepare for treatment, kind of phase two, you prepare for treatment, you resolve the infections. 
whatever they might be. You could have a dozen different infections. They all need to be taken care of. And then the last phase is to restore and to recover and to rebuild. And we haven't talked about that in a, in a while. Well, sort of here and there we have on the diet side of things. But really, we've been focusing a lot on the middle phase here. And this really is right smack dab in the middle. What I love about Dr. Joe's approach is he talks about how long it's going to take. Right? He says yeah. it's going to take a year, maybe a year and a half. Right? And that's, you know, either you buy into it and say, yes, I'm down with that or not. But it's not this vague, well, we'll see. And I really think that's so important. You need to have your plan B for after that year, after that year and a half and say, okay, this doesn't work. We don't need another year. It's like, it didn't work. But he threw out an incredible number in there, right? Yeah, he, said, he threw out 98%. 98% of his patients get better. That's ridiculous. So. Incredible. Yeah. If you're interested, give him a call. Make him prove it. <laughs> He seems, he fight, seems, fight, he's got that, he's got that, he's got that Long Island thing going on, right? So on one hand, it's like he's going to tell you the way it is, right? On the other hand, it's a little bit of New York and there's going to be a little bit of hyperbole. But I believe him. I think, you know, the question is how many patients, things like that. If long-term rife is the answer, you know, that's not that expensive of a treatment as things go. Things can cost a lot more than that. So let's hope that that 98% holds true. And when we talk to him a year or two, he's still saying, yep, 98% get better. That would be awesome. Okay. If you have any feedback for us, suggestions, guests, just like Dr. Murphy was suggested for us, please send us an email to feedback at LimeNinjaRadio.com. Also, if you like what we're doing here at Lime Ninja Radio, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. And if you really like what we're doing, leave us a review. We've gotten two reviews this month. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. But we also have bad news. iTunes has changed their format in the iTunes store, so you can't search by, like category anymore you can't get into alternative medicine category anymore they just give you the most popular so we're competing like with npr which has like 10 billion listeners because aliens listen to npr too <laughs> anyway so, so now you gotta an, search so if you're an alien and you're listening come to on over Lime listen to Lime Ninja, Ninja Radio, Radio and tell all your friends in all the galaxies in all the alternative universes what where anyway what are we doing here and last, as you longtime Lime Ninjas know, this podcast would not be complete unless we left you with the Lime Ninja fact of the day. Did you know ninjas can whistle in five different languages? Lime Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.